1: Entire neighborhoods underwater. I think I got my purse and so maybe a phone, cell phone, but
0: that's
1: about it. As Ian drenches Florida.
0: As soon as emergency crews can get in, they are going to get in. Baseball history.
1: See ya! He's done it! Number
0: 61! Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan.
1: And I'm Nora O'Donnell in Tampa with the CBS World News Roundup. Florida's west coast has been truly inundated with a storm surge up to 10 feet two-and-a-half feet of rain in some places. Ian is a tropical storm now, but it came ashore near Fort Myers yesterday as a powerful Category 4 hurricane with 150-mile-per-hour winds. Power's been knocked out for millions. Flooding is widespread. Even people well inland who thought they'd be okay had to race to safety. This woman south of Orlando escaped her home through a window. You just get to a point where you can't, you can't go anymore. You have to, like, either swim or drown. There are so many other stories just like that. We have team coverage here in Florida this morning, beginning with CBS's David Begno. Jacob! Just south of Fort Myers, good Samaritans braved the strong currents for a dangerous rescue. There was an elderly man stuck in his car as the floodwaters were rising. They had to pry the door open and carry him to safety. The flooding across southwestern Florida is catastrophic. There could be billions of dollars in property damage. Lee County dispatchers were overwhelmed with 911 calls of people trapped in their homes. As we told you, Fort Myers took a direct hit as Hurricane Ian came ashore. Manuel Bahorkis rode out the night there. Manny, good morning. Nora, good morning. Even without being able to drive around this area, because there are downed trees everywhere and likely standing water, uh, we can see that there's devastation here. There's pieces of wood over there. There's some lounge chairs, a picnic table. All of this was underwater just about 24 hours ago. I can tell you the priority today, of course, will not only be assessing the damage, but trying to rescue anybody who was caught in an area that is now inaccessible or flooded. Nora? Ian is now battering Florida's East Coast near the Kennedy Space Center. As it moves northeast, CBS's Meg Oliver is already feeling the effects in St. Augustine palm tree-lined streets, once bustling with summer crowds, are now empty and drowning in floodwaters. So, uh, On Anastasia Island, Sharon and Brad Melvin prepared Wednesday to ride out the storm. What's your backup plan if the bridge closes and you experience bad flooding? Flooding, we would definitely try to get to higher ground. And also kayaks and paddleboards in the back, just in case, if just we can't. get in big trouble. Samantha and Michael Carrera had been planning their wedding for two years before it got canceled Tuesday because of the storm. Instead, they were pronounced husband and wife at a hotel nearby. How stressful is that? Oh, I had a meltdown. (laughs) But how do you feel now?
0: Awesome. I can't make any complaints about
1: it. It's a wedding you'll never forget. (laughs) And Steve, it's not just Florida that's in Ian's path. The storm is headed up the coast.
0: Well, Nora, states of emergency have already been declared in Georgia, the Carolinas, and Virginia. WCBS meteorologist Craig Allen says Ian will threaten all of those states with wind and rain. Four to eight inches of rain and... Maximum amounts up to 12 inches of rain, a foot of rain, still possible for the uh, northeast sections of Florida, coastal Georgia, portions of South Carolina as well, and right on up into uh, North Carolina and Virginia over the course of the next few days. The Biden administration is temporarily waiving a federal law to allow foreign diesel deliveries to Puerto Rico. This is key because fuel supplies are very low after all the problems caused by Hurricane Fiona earlier this month. Hundreds of thousands of people still don't have power. Lawyers for former President Trump are resisting a federal judge's order to submit a sworn declaration on whether they believe the government's list of property taken from Trump's Florida estate is accurate. According to a court filing, Team Trump doesn't believe the judge has the authority to require them to make such a declaration. Overseas, the Kremlin says four Russian-controlled regions of Ukraine will be annexed tomorrow this comes after referendums that the Kyiv government and the West branded a sham. Finland said today it will ban most Russian tourists from entering the country starting tomorrow. Survivors of the July 4th parade shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, and families of some of the seven who were killed have filed lawsuits against the gunmaker Smith & Wesson, saying it's ads illegally targeted young men. The accused gunman is 22. Now to California where at least six adults were wounded in a shooting at a school in Oakland. Sheree Pollard is a fifth grader. It was a little bit scary, but I just had to deal with it because I know that our school will keep us safe. That school serves recent immigrants, older children, and young adults. At least one suspect is being sought by police. Overseas, a military court in Myanmar has convicted the former leader Aung San Suu Kyi and ordered a three-year prison term for violating the country's Official Secrets Act. In Major League Baseball, big night in Toronto. Aaron Judge of the Yankees hit his 61st home run of the season. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. On Yes Network, judge tying Yankee great Roger Maris for the American League single season record. It's an incredible honor, you know, and getting a chance to be associated with one of the Yankee greats, you know, one of baseball's greats. Words can't describe it. There's word this morning of the death of Grammy-winning rapper Coolio. Reports say he died at a friend's home in Los Angeles. The cause is not clear. He was 59 years old. And it's a sad day for us here as we remember our late colleague and friend, Bill Plant, who has died at 84. Nora's back with us now to take us through his remarkable half-century career at CBS News.
1: At age 26, he was sent to cover the war in Vietnam.
0: The first actual ground combat troops to enter the country.
1: He interviewed Martin Luther King Jr. as he marched from Selma to Montgomery.
0: Have all the activities of the past weeks in Selma come to uh, fruition now. Bill spent
1: 35 years as our White House correspondent.
0: Did you make a mistake in sending arms to Tehran, sir? No, and I'm not taking any more questions. Bill Plante, Bill's not here. That's shocking.
1: As a White House correspondent, I traveled the world with Bill. He always ordered the wine, and he always picked up the tab. He was a great colleague and an even better friend.
0: And he was a major contributor to this broadcast for decades. Bill was always there when we needed him, a man of great skill, grace, and good humor. The White House asked to do some explaining after a flub by President Biden. The event was focused on hunger, an issue that was championed by the late Congresswoman Jackie Walorski. As the president began his introductory remarks, he sought to recognize the Indiana Republican who died in a car accident in early August.
1: Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie?
0: Rather than acknowledge that the president misspoke, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre repeatedly said this.
1: She was on top of mine.
0: Jean-Pierre added the president will meet with Wolorski's family here on Friday. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. Vice President Kamala Harris is overseas. She stopped at the demilitarized zone that divides the Korean Peninsula to stress the U.S. commitment to South Korea and other Asian allies. South Korea's president said the relationship with the U.S. is a linchpin of security and prosperity. That's the roundup for Thursday. For Nora O'Donnell in Florida, I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.